Welcome to the Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast. The Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast aims to bring the sermon from our Sunday morning services to you each and every week. We are currently in our sermon series, Stories of Christmas. In this series, we are walking through Luke 2 and the stories of different people who played a role in the Christmas story. From Mary and Joseph to the shepherds and the Magi, each of these stories will culminate in the birth of Jesus. So join us as we share the stories of Christmas. Wow, what a powerful morning already. Merry Christmas, church. It is Christmas Eve, my favorite service of the entire year, as we have this special time to celebrate what Christmas is really all about, right? To come and to celebrate that Jesus is here, the birth of God's own son, that Christ has come, Emmanuel, God with us. And Christmas is just different than any other day of the year, right? I mean, you can just feel it. And you just know it, right? It doesn't matter what age or stage of life you're in. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. You just know it, it's Christmas. There's, there's something different. There's something amazing that happens. Now, how many of you, you get to open a present on Christmas Eve? Anybody like it's a present on Christmas Eve? Well, you're lucky because when I was a kid, I didn't get that. I lobbied my parents for it and they said, no, you got to hold off to Christmas Day. So man, hey, you're gonna have a great day today, right? You know, but for us, man, I remember laying in bed as a kid. And you remember just, you couldn't wait for Christmas morning, right? You were laying there and you were thinking in your head what it was going to be. And there was presents under the tree. And you were so excited about it, being a kid. And now I'm on the other side of the ball. Right now, as a dad, as a parent, if you're a parent, you're a grandparent, you know, you're an aunt or an uncle, what you realize is this, is this just as exciting? But even more when you give the gift, right? Jesus says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And so you are super excited. Maybe you're staying up late at night, getting things ready. But that time in the morning when they come at 4 a.m. and you're like, please go back to sleep, right? You're just going, man, I can't wait to see their face. I can't wait for that time and that moment. There's just something different. And there's all the Christmas trees and there's the Christmas movies and there's the elves and the reindeer and all the things that go along with Christmas. But what makes Christmas special and different and unique is in this moment, we realize, right? The heavens have opened and God has come down. It's the supernatural that has come into the natural world and the joy and the hope and the peace that we have at Christmas is from God and God alone. And we know that God is here. We all know innately there is something different. It's Jesus' birthday that we celebrate, right? And we celebrate the Christ of Christmas. We've been in this amazing series here at Rolling Hills talking about the stories of Christmas. And we've been looking at that first Christmas and how people's story was forever changed when they met Jesus, right? We talked about Mary. Here she is, this young teenage woman, how are you getting ready to be married? And she kind of had this direction for her life. And then the angel shows up and says, greetings, you who are highly favored. So, whoa, what happened? But praise God, she stepped into that. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said, and, and stepped in and followed. Jesus became not only the mother of Jesus, but one day his disciple. You think about Joseph, right? Becomes the spiritual leader of the home that God called him, just like God's called you. If you're a dad here or a granddad here, God's called you. You're a mom. God has put you in the family you're in for a reason and for a purpose. The shepherds, ordinary, hardworking guys out there in the middle of the night, the angel shows up and they could have just said, ah, forget it. That was a UFO, right? But they said, no, let's engage. Let's go see this thing that the Lord has told us about. And they hurried off to experience Christmas, that first Christmas. 
And then the Magi, the wise men, they traveled over a thousand miles. Can you imagine, you may have driven, you know, 15, 20 minutes, right? But they, they drove a thousand miles on camels, right? To get there to worship Jesus. And they brought gifts, they brought sacrifices to be there and to celebrate and their lives forever changed. And you think about it in your life, right? There's these defining moments, these defining moments that change everything about your life. And Christmas is one of those. It's been said that the two defining moments of every person's life are this. One, when you were born, and the second, when you discover why. Why? Why am I born? Why am I here? What is the point of all this, right? What is the point of this world? Why was I created to live in this time in history? And Christmas tells you, you matter to God. You are that valuable to God. You are that special that he would send his one and only son so that he could spend eternity with you. That God is here. It's Christmas. If you have a Bible with you today, I invite you up with me to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter one, Matthew chapter one. If you don't have a Bible, there's some Bibles in the back. Love for you to grab one and it's yours. Take it. It's a free gift from us. And Merry Christmas. If you're online, hey, welcome online. And also you can pull up the scriptures there on the Rolling Hills app, that church center app there. We'll put the scripture on the screen as well. But Matthew, first book, New Testament, right? It's really the hinge of the Bible. So you got the Old Testament and the New Testament. Testament literally means covenant. So you got the old covenant, which was the law. So you got a lot of the law. Here's how you should live. Here's what you should do. And you got the New Testament, the new covenant, God's grace, God's grace. And Matthew, who's writing this, Matthew was a disciple of Jesus. His life had been changed by Jesus. His life had been transformed. And he was probably the one who wrote everything down as he traveled with the disciples. But Matthew chapter one, he tells us in verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. Okay, now if you were Jewish and you saw that word Messiah, you'd be like, whoa, the Messiah. I mean, right? Because there are over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament written hundreds of years before Jesus was born, all talking about the Messiah. And every one of those prophecies is fulfilled in Jesus. Every single one. I mean, the probability is astronomical, right? But Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. This was no ordinary birth, okay? The Holy Spirit, Jesus, fully God, the divinity of Christ, but also born of a woman, fully man. Can identify the things we go through. So fully God, fully man, born of the Holy Spirit, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had a mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I love that every time an angel shows up, says, do not be afraid. Because let's be honest, we'd be really afraid if an angel shows up, you know, but the angel says, don't be afraid. And maybe you're here today and you don't need to hear anything else. Maybe you're here today and there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of worry in your life. There's a lot of angst. You don't know what the future holds. You you don't know. I mean, just like Joseph, he's thinking, what is going to happen? Maybe there's things that are happening in your own family right now. And there's a God who shows up right now today, just saying, listen, don't be afraid. I got this. I got you. <laughs> I'm going to take care of you. Hold on. Trust me. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. 
Even at Jesus' birth, God says, this is what Jesus came to do. He will save his people from their sins. Well, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. You know, that was a prophecy that was written 725 years earlier in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. A prophecy that the virgin will conceive, and they're like, wait a minute, how is that work? You know, I don't understand. And here you go. Here's Jesus. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, Emmanuel. Well, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Jesus. If you're a parent here today, you know that one of the biggest challenges of being a parent is naming your child, right? I mean, that's like a, a big deal, like, like picking a name for your child. And I remember when Lisa and I, we had our first baby, and I remember we were there, and we're like, okay, well, what are we going to name her? I mean, like, this is stressful, because I mean, like, that name stays with her the rest of her life, you know? Like, you know, and you, you're trying to pick the right name. You don't want to be a name they're going to meet get made fun of in middle school, right? You don't want their initials to spell something. You, you got all these things you're thinking about. It can't be anybody that you dated or she dated, you know? So all those names are off the table. So now you're kind of getting down to these names and you're going, okay, I've got pressure here. You want the name to mean something. You want them to feel special. You want them to feel valued. You want them to feel loved. And so you're thinking, remember, at least now we had baby books. We're going through, we're talking to people. We're praying about it. What are those names? And I said, well, if we have a boy, let's name him Thor Danger Simmons. This is a great boy name. Doesn't that sound like a linebacker? He's Thor, Thor Simmons right there, you know? Danger's his middle name, right? But we had three girls, right? And so God's like, okay, watch this. And I, I've lobbied for Therina, but Lisa didn't go for it. So now we have a male dog named Thor. So if you come to our house, we got a dog named Thor. So but we have these three beautiful girls whom I love. And we took time praying through their names, right? Grace, Mabry, and Kate. And their names are so special, and I love that. But think about this, Joseph. The angel says, name him Jesus. And when God chose a name, right, for his son, name him Jesus. You know what Jesus means? It's Hebrew. Yeshua literally means salvation. Name him Salvation. Make sure that nobody misses it, right? Here's salvation. Salvation. The glory of God is here right now. You see, guys, Christmas is really the defining point of all history. This is the defining point of all history. Everything changed. You know, the hinge of human history is found in a stable in Bethlehem. The whole hinge of human history, you think about that, right? B.C., before Christ, A.D., Anno Domini, in Latin, for the year of our Lord, all comes back to zero. All comes back to the birth of Jesus. Everything changed. Everything changed. Now think about this, right? When God created the world, it was perfect. God created the world and God created Adam and Eve and he put them in this beautiful garden and they were in right relationship with one another. They were in right relationship with God. I mean, everything was perfect. This whole garden that they had, all the animals were friendly. They got to name the animals. That was cool, right? There were no allergies. I mean, that was pretty awesome, right? I mean, they're in this beautiful garden. They have this great marriage. Everything's healthy. They have this great, healthy relationship with God. And then what happens? They sinned. 
God said, this one tree, you can have all of this, but this one tree, just stay away from it. And what did they do? That tree? Oh, God, we don't want to do it your way anymore. God, we're going to do it our way. And they took and they ate. And all of a sudden, death and sin and decay and brokenness came in. What did they do? They immediately began to blame each other. That was your fault, your fault, right? They blamed God. God, well, you created that, right? You know, all of a sudden, the blame and the sin and the shame entered into the world. You see, before Christ, I mean, the world was really defined by sin. The world was dark. It was broken. There was so much fear because you have a holy God, you had sinful man. But also, you think about this. When you didn't have love and you didn't have hope and you didn't have peace, I mean, imagine living in that kind of world. The world at that time, I mean, there was a lot of darkness. We live in a time where we have street lights and we have lights in our home. Back then, you had a candle or you had an olive oil lamp. That was your only light. People were afraid of the dark. I mean, there were evil spirits, right? They're invading armies, there's pestilence. And so people just lived in fear all the time. I mean, back then at that time, man, if you were a woman, you had no rights. I'm sorry, it was terrible. Patriarchal society back then, you had no rights. Unless you had a husband, a father, a brother, somebody who stuck up for you until Jesus. Jesus did more for women's rights than any person in history. Jesus made women equal with men. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, male nor female. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Before Christ, if you were a child, you were a kid, you had no rights, you had no hope. You were an outcast. Right? Unless you had parents who were looking out for you, man, you were in trouble. Nobody cared about you. And yet Jesus comes along and says, let the little children come to me. Isn't that awesome? Let the little children come to me. You matter. You matter to God. In fact, even if you were a man, most likely you had been conquered by the Romans at this time and you were a slave or you were fighting in the army. And there wasn't a lot of hope back then. People died young. It was a scary time. C.S. Lewis says this, without Jesus, it was always winter but never Christmas. But here's the good news. It's Christmas. Here's the great news. God broke in. In the midst of the sin, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the mess, God came down to us. God came and said, you matter. In the midst of the fear, in the midst of the worry, a star, light, in the darkness, an angel's voice proclaiming the good news, saying, do not fear. Do you know it says in the Bible, do not be afraid 365 times? Thank God was saying that one for every day. I'm sovereign. I've got it. Hold on. Christmas is here. Into the darkness, the cry of a baby saying this night, this holy night, everything change. All oppression will cease because God is here. It's Christmas. are brightly shining it is the night 
of our dear Savior's birth. And long lay the world in sin and there repining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Thrill of the weary world rejoices for yonder a new and glorious
night, joy, hope, peace came into the world. And it began to spread, right? It started there in Bethlehem, and then Jesus grew in his earthly ministry, his teaching ministry, and he began to lead others and tell others the ways of God. And lives were again changed as they impacted with the Holy Spirit, and lives began to come alive. And then Jesus went to the cross He died for you and for me. He paid the price to save us from our sins. And after that, the gospel began to spread throughout the world. What started there in Israel began to spread and spread and spread throughout the entire Roman world and then down through the centuries. It was churches that started hospice. It was churches that started hospitals. It was churches that started taking care of people and sharing the love of Christ with people. It started schools and food pantries and soup kitchens and ministering to others in the name of Jesus. And Jesus' name began to spread and joy and hope and peace. And now centuries and the story comes to you and it comes to me. How has Jesus impacted your story? How has your life been changed? Not just that I know the Christmas story, but know that I've come alive because Christmas tells you why you were even born. You were created for a relationship with God. And because of our sin, there was nothing we could do to get to God. We could try to be good enough, but we've all failed. We've all messed up. We've all made mistakes. And so what did God do? God came to you. Emmanuel, God with us. God came to you. I love that. John 3, 16, the most famous verse in the entire Bible. It tells us this, for God so loved the world. See, some people think God's mad at them all the time, right? Some people think that I'm going to sin, I'm going to mess up, and then my car won't start, you know, or something's going to go wrong, and, and God's just getting me back because I messed up. No, 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 that's, in the, that, that's not the God of the Bible. That's not the God of Christmas. For God so loved, that's who God is. He loved the world. You can put your own name right there. For God so loved you that he gave. You know the reason we give gifts at Christmas? It's because God started the whole thing. God gave what was most precious to him, his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God created you for a relationship with him, and it only comes through Jesus Christ. When you say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life, forgive my sins, redeem me, restore me, that you can spend eternity with God, that this life is not all that there is. There is more to come. I love 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. It says, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God. And that is what we are. And that's why Christmas is so magical. We feel like children. We have the faith of a child knowing that God has blessed us, knowing that we have a heavenly Father who will love us and always take care of us and always provide for us, that we don't have to live in fear. We can live in faith because God, is here and God is with you. I remember as we started as a church 20 years ago. 
20 years ago, we had 15 people meeting in an apartment clubhouse there in Cool Springs and started a Bible study. And, and God started moving in a mighty way and lives were being changed and people's lives being impacted by the goodness and grace of God. But we said it can't just be about us. And so many of you know, we took a mission trip to a little country called Moldova. And we go to Moldova, right? And, and not many people knew where Moldova was back then. Now they do. Borders Ukraine. And we continue to pray for peace there in the war. Ukraine and Russia, that God would bring peace there. But in Moldova, there were so many orphan children and vulnerable kids. Our hearts broke when we heard the statistic that 60% of girls trafficked into prostitution in Eastern Europe come out of this small country of 4 million there in Moldova. And so you as a church, we started going and, and working with precious kids. We've been doing it for 20 years. And I remember meeting early on a little girl named Allah. And Allah was so sad. She didn't have any parents. She was an orphan there. She knew she had some siblings, but they were in other orphanages. And, and so we started praying for Allah and, and we just loved her. And as a church, you guys, we started Justice and Mercy International. We bought a house there in Moldova, a home where kids could come live. Because at the age of 16, they get kicked out of the orphanage and have no place to go. Can you imagine being 16 and having no place to go? Can you imagine being out on the streets? And so you, church, we have now have four houses there in Moldova, and your giving and your prayers, your sponsoring makes such a difference. But Allah came in and was one of our first kids in the Grace House, and Allah was there, and, and now she has a home. And then the Grace House, she learned English. We got her into school so that she could continue education. And then she met Jesus, and she gave her life to Christ. At 16, and her life was forever changed. I remember asking her a couple years later, I was like, Allah, how has Jesus impacted your life? And she thought, and with her broken English, she said, I am beloved. I am beloved. And that just always stuck with me, man. Here's this girl who knows now that she has a God who loves her, that she is beloved. Do you know that's true for you? Christmas shows you that you are beloved. See, you have the old identity right before Christ. But when you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Not only are you beloved, you are forgiven. <laughs> you are forgiven. Your new name, your new identity because of what Jesus has done for you on the cross when Jesus died on that cross, he died for your past sins, your present sins, your future sins. You stand forgiven. And so often we look at our lives, we go, well, I'm just a sinner. That's who I am. And you're like, no, 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 no. If you have given your life to Christ, you are redeemed, you are restored, you are forgiven. And because you're forgiven, you can forgive others. Not only are you forgiven, listen, you are accepted. <laughs> you are accepted. Maybe you felt lonely. Maybe you felt like you didn't belong. Listen, no, you are accepted by God Almighty. In his sovereignty, he not only created you, he bought you back. You are his son. You are his daughter. And you are a part of a family, the family of God, the church. You are redeemed. Redeemed means to be paid for a price, to be bought back. And Jesus paid the price on the cross. And Jesus took your place. It should have been us on that cross. But you are redeemed. And listen, you are loved. <laughs> You are forever loved. And because you are loved, it should change how we live. It should transform our lives. We should be Christmas people, not just one day a year, but every day. 
every day because the joy of the Lord is our strength, because we are loved by God's grace and because of God's mercy. It wasn't anything that we did. It was what God has done for you. I was eight years old when I committed my life to Christ. I'll never forget it. I, I knew that I'd sinned. I knew that I'd messed up. And in that time of brokenness, I realized, man, I, God, I've sinned against you and, and, and I need forgiveness. And I got down on my knees by my bed and said, Jesus, would you be the Lord of my life? And I gave my life to Christ. I came to church the next Sunday and we had the invitation where you came down forward. I ran down that aisle. I was so excited, you know. I wanted to be a part of the church. I, I just wanted to let everybody know what God had done in my life. I remember being baptized. And now I look at my life and that's the hinge of my life. Before Christ and now after Christ and what God's done in my heart and my life and all glory to him. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, but my God is so good. And every day I want to live my life for him. Every day I want to be the man that he created me to be, the husband, the father. You see, God has a plan for you and a purpose for you. And whether you're eight years old or you're 12 or you're 16 or you're 20 or you're 30 or you're 40 or you're 50 or you're 80 or you're 90 years old, listen, you're never too old for God. God's got a plan for you. God's got a purpose for you. And the rest of your life can be the best of your life. If you will trust him, if you will follow him, if you allow Christmas, not just to happen 2,000 years ago, but to allow Christmas to happen today in your own heart, in your own life. Would you live that life of joy? Would you live that life of peace? Would you live that life of purpose? Would you say, God, I want to live all of my life for the rest of my days for you? And watch God do a miracle in your life, in your family, in your relationships, all for his name and for his glory. I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes just for a moment. Would you just allow Jesus to be the defining point of your life? Right now, maybe you're, you've never been a Christ follower. But today you go, God, would you forgive my sins? I know the mistakes I've made. I know the failures. God, forgive me. Jesus, would you be the Lord of my life? Right now where you sit, salvation could come. Maybe today you just go, God, I, I need you. I've been living in fear. I don't know what's about to come, but God, I, I've been so afraid. God, would you give me peace? Would you give me hope? Maybe today God is just restoring the joy of your salvation. <laughs> Maybe today God's bringing healing into your marriage, into your family, into your home, into your heart. Maybe today you just go, God, I need a Christmas miracle. I want to tell you, they come. They come. So Father, here we are gathered in your name. Oh, wow, the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. And Father, we come as Christmas people. We come to celebrate that Christ is here. And no longer are we defined by our mistakes. No longer are we separated from you. We are forgiven. We are redeemed. We are beloved. So Father, help us to know that and to live that truth every single day because Jesus is here. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast. Be sure to share this episode with any friends and family in your life who may benefit from it. And make sure you're subscribed and get notified so you never miss a sermon. If you're interested in learning more about Rolling Hills, download Church Center, our Rolling Hills app. 
follow us on social media, or visit our website at rollinghills.church. The Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast is a part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in.